So I am marked safe from having my feelings hurt by a beer can today. Oh, shut up and drink a butt heavy. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. As usual, the intern is having difficulties, but we always figure that shit out. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast coming to you live on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream, where you can access the live stream every Monday. Oh my God. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. <laughs> Today's Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can do so by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. My name is Tom. And as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all. Nick or Trish. And J Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. Oh, that shit is back. <laughs> well,. Welcome, y'all. We have another dish episode for you, and um, we're excited to be here. Oh, my God. I, this is going to be a hot mess. Yeah, you're struggling. I'm just warning you right now. It's just like I went from three shots of tequila to, like, what the fuck is happening? You know, I was going to say earlier, too, like, <laughs> maybe he's not an intern anymore. Maybe he's our apprentice because he sent the notes so early. He was being so proactive. I was. And then she backpedaled. <laughs> she hit reverse real hard. I hate you, but it wasn't out the window. <laughs> it wasn't out the <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it um, you know, it, you'd be surprised how quickly um, alcohol can have you go from like um, 100 to zero instantly. Eh. Yeah, because you feel you feel like you're you're like one hundred percent right, yep. and then you start talking. You're like, holy! Yeah, you shit. notice Wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but we are here. Um, you know, our commitment to this show every Wednesday. Um, I am excited because you know I I think uh, what we do is 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 pivotal and important to our community to talk about issues that impact us all right there's a lot of things happening in the news there's a lot of states out there that are you know doing crazy things to suppress the lgbtq plus rights of people mainly florida uh, and florida and, and alabama and all these other crazy states but you know we have to talk about that stuff we have to be able to bring to the forefront the fact that this is happening we live in 2023 it is 2023 right i don't know still yeah still but we live in 2023, and we're still dealing with local state governments actively attacking our community. And you say to yourself, you know, well, you know, how can this be? How can we go from marriage equality in 2015 to Actively having state legislatures pass bills or try to pass bills that are actively attacking members of our community. And that's that's where we are. Right? It's it's sad, but it's true. But before we get into all of that, as usual, we're going to do our roundtable, talk about our weekends, and talk about all the things that we've done since the last time we went on air, which was last Wednesday. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, Jay today. Did I start with you last week? 
That's right. You're it. You're it. Anyway, Jay, <laughs> how are you, darling? I am good. Not not bad. Um, I don't know. It, it was a it was a low key weekend. We hung out Saturday. That we was, did. That was a we fun did. time. I, but that's I, my I'll story. Let you, I'll let you talk about <laughs> that's, it. That's my, <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sunday, uh, low key as usual. Just you know, hanging out with mom. Um, actually, she's scheduled to go in for cataract surgery like in the next week. So. She called me yesterday talking about, hey, I've been sitting here waiting for you all morning to pick me up. And then they tell me it's not Sunday. So <laughs> it was one of those days yesterday. For so her. so wait, 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 wait. Let, let's, she, let's go back. Let's go so back. you said you reached out to someone because you wanted to go pick up mom. And then they said, no, that. no. Okay. She, I, we spoke yesterday. <laughs> she was. She thought she was scheduled for cataract surgery. Oh, gotcha. So that, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't happen till next week. Ah, uh, okay. But then she calls me back and she's like, hey, by the way, I got up this morning, I got ready, and I've been sitting here for you to, waiting for you to pick me up. Oh. And then I realized it's not Sunday. <laughs> so oh. it's, uh, it's one of those days for her. She was all, she was scattered everywhere. Right. So, so, so your mother. If you haven't been, if you're tuning into the show for the first time, your mother suffers from dementia. Dementia. Right. And so it's very hard for her, um, as it would be for your family, for her to sort of kind of orient herself as to where she is today and what's happening. And Mm -hmm. so she needs assistance to be able to make sense of. Her daily days, her daily adventures, as, as I call it. And activities. And it, yeah. And, okay. then, and there's the days that she really has a rough time and she acts out. And those are the days that I, you know, that she's with me, mostly Sundays. So my my sister will call me or text me. She's like, how's mom doing? And I'm like, the momster is at it again. <laughs> and she knows, she knows, oh, she's giving you a hard time. Well, that's my and nickname for her when she's being difficult, my momster. Your momster. Yeah. And, I mean, it, we need to make sure that we we iterate that that when we say the the momster yeah. <laughs> and she's having a difficult time, we mean that as, as um, it comes from a pl- place of love, right? Because yep. we're used to seeing our parents um, functional. Yeah, right. I call my dad the bookie. So. The bo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I call my mom psycho sometimes, but I do call yeah. her that to her face yeah. because, you know, she does get a little crazy sometimes. Yep. But, you know, that's what parents do. They yeah. they think, you know, um, as as forever children, because that's what we are to yeah. them, yeah. we're never functional. And they always have to sort of kind of, in some way, shape, or form, and question everything. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. But when you throw something like dementia into the mix, you have to think about the fact that you know, while it may be irritating mm-hmm. and exasperating at times, they know not what they do. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's it's heartbreaking because you have to think, you have to you have to be able to come into the conversation or into the situation from a place of empathy yes and from a place of understanding knowing that you know the person that you are dealing with is not the person that was there you know yeah. let's say 10 10 minutes ago right. <laughs> yeah so. yeah so i mean and, and again yeah i when i call her the monster my sister yeah. knows she's acting bratty so it's like right. you're dealing with a young child again so, right mm-hmm. you know i want to do this well mom we can't do that why 
Why is the cookie letter yeah. that can't be yeah. made straight? Why? Why can't we do that? I want to go there now. You know, right. so it's like you're dealing with a child having a tantrum. So right. that's when I start having my challenging days with her. And then I got to kind of step back and be like, all right, she's having she's having one of those days. She's, yeah. right. It's difficult or she's not understanding. So I got to try and explain it to her in different ways. And sometimes, that you know, the Spanish kicks in. You're like, yo dije que no. <laughs> you know, because I said no. I said no. <laughs> and she's like. Uh, whatever she no. walks away you know so but it's you know it's the challenges but that's kind of you know code between me and my sister she knows when she my mom's giving me a hard time right and she's having a difficult day i'm like yeah i'm dealing with monster today yeah, <laughs> so, do you have you know? do you have any techniques that you could share um that would um get you grounded and centered when when things like that happen well i, I think for me I'm I'm thankful that I have a background in social services. Mm. Um, so dealing with a lot of uh, the patients that I had in previous years in as far as case management with mental health issues, um, you know, it, it helps me deal with the day-to-day stuff right. better than most of my family would. Um, but then again, at the end of the day, it's mom. So I expect right. certain things from her. And and when I realize, you know, and sometimes I'll talk to my sister and I'm like, yeah, I'm dealing with momster today. She's like, oh my god, what is she doing? And I was like, oh, she's just being difficult, but I'll I'll figure it out, you know. Right. And and then I'll kind of step back and I'm like, okay, momster, I got to remember, she's only doing this because, you right. know. So it kind of helps me kind of recenter mm-hmm. and kind of strategize about how I'm gonna deal with this because she's just not taking yeah. no for an answer or not yeah. accepting my response. You know what yeah. I used to do with my grandma. <laughs> And I don't know if it would work for you, but my grandma loved to cook and I loved all of her recipes. And so when who wouldn't, I mean, grandma's food is always delicious. It's the best. Mm -hmm. But like when we would get into that, like, I guess like that circle, that cycle of like saying the same thing over and over again, how's the weather, how are you doing or whatever it is, or asking about something continuously, I would just be like, well, Grandma, can you tell me how to make gobbledina? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it would just like, and then she would talk about that, and it would just like help get her off like that. Yeah, yeah, that that repeated, yeah, that repetitive, uh, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's weather or whatnot. Yep. So yeah, and then I think it's you know with her a lot of the times is she just forgets who, what, where, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is kind of the beginning stages. Um, what was it like two weeks ago my cousin was over visiting he he lived so uh my mom and and his mother sisters same dad same mom and um they pretty much hand in hand Uh, my aunt passed away several years ago from cancer but my mom every so often she'll remember or if she sees my cousin she's like yeah i think last week was like what did your mom die of again you know, like she knew right. she was dead, but she couldn't remember why. Right. You know, so it's stuff like that that she forgets, you know, and, and then and then you're like, oh, this happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. You know, and then she's like, oh, it's, I'm getting old. <laughs> That's her excuse for everything. I'm getting old. Old people forget stuff all the time. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's That's, not wrong. That, there's yeah. a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but. Uh, yeah, the, you know, those are just the, some of the smaller challenges that. If you're not around her frequently, she doesn't, you know. And then my, <coughs> excuse me, my cousin left, 
And like 20 minutes later, she's like, who was that guy that was here? Mm. You know? So she, well, he was there. She recognized him and she had conversation. And then he was gone. And then she's like, who was that guy that was here again? Right. <laughs> you know? So it, it, those are the days that you realize, you know, it's just more than old day. Just, yeah. you, put it, you know? Right. Uh, but that's, you know, it's, it is what it is. You deal with it and then you keep it moving. You just try to provide them with uh, as a comfortable uh, lifestyle as you can until, you know, yeah, until you can anymore. And that's right. pretty much it. Right. So, and what about you health wise? How you doing? I mean, I know you were still struggling with some, <laughs> with some issues. Yeah, You've got more them, issues yeah. than readers digest over here. <laughs> still dealing with the back, still dealing uh, with workman's comp who, you know, just hurry up and wait. And right. th- that's pretty much it. So the weather is what really kicks my behind these rainy right. days. Uh, mm. I get a feeling like I'm 80. <laughs> so, Join the club, yeah. man. I kneeled down the other day. I kneeled down the other day just to sort of kind of clear around some of the, you uh-huh. know, the well, perennials that are coming we'll up. We'll use that as an excuse. And <laughs> I'm trying to get up and I'm like, oh, fuck. So yeah. it was so nice last Friday that I swung by for a little bit in mm-hmm. the afternoon and he was playing music and whatnot. And I started like kind of dancing and I'd like drop down low and he's like, oh no, I can't, <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like crack, crack. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's, that's, it, it's a total thing. It's yep. like, just, you know, mm-hmm. learn to slow yourself down as you're getting older because things just don't function yeah. the way they used to. Mentally, we still think we're in our twenties and then you make a false move or, or and, and you're like, and oh, you're out of commission yeah, for like yeah. a whole freaking like yeah. six months. By the way, before I forget, mm. Friday was a good night. We hung out. Pre- we did. Pre-birthday shenanigans. We did. We did. I heard so, about that. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, nice. it, it, was a, it, it was a very nice night. Um, you know, we had a great time. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about me when I, when I get there. I want to I turn over to my yes. other sister over here. How are you, Miss Trish? Ah, I'm fine. Ah, she's I've fine. I've got really nothing to report because I spent most of my weekend with you. That's right. Oh, so we can sort of kind of tie it all in together. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, while you have nothing to report... Um, <laughs> I want to thank you. I want to take. I want to take a moment to thank both of my bitches that sit on opposite sides of this table with me because, you know, all I wanted for my forty fourth birthday. It's the truth. Fifty five. I kept saying happy fifty fifth, and, and I was like, "This mother." <laughs> the um, image I sent in the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blow out the candles. <laughs> So, um, no, I, I want to thank you both because, you know, all I wanted was something very low key. I wanted to fire up the grill. Let's have dinner. Let's just shoot the shit and have drinks. And that's exactly what we did on Saturday. Nick came over. Jay was here. Um, you Raleigh know, was here. Raleigh, my niece, Raleigh, which is Nick's um, roommate's dog. But really, it's Nick's because, you know, he he manages both. the whole. Yeah, we both. She's your baby and she's my baby. And so she came over. She didn't want to leave. She didn't. She was just enjoying herself. And, um, you know, uh, we had um, uh, the missus came over. Uh, We had Steve, one of the Steves here, uh, (laughs) who cooked us an amazing, amazing, um, what do you call that? Um, Filet. Filet mignon. 
Oh my God, it was so good. And veggies, and we did a whole bunch of other things. Then they got me a cannoli cake, which cannolis for me is just like life, uh, along with, you know, individual cannolis and then chocolate covered cannolis from this place in Bridgeport called Del Pratt's, right? Oh my freaking Lord. Like, we're going to have to like visit that fucking bakery and just be like, just give me everything you've got. Oh, trust me, it took everything in me not to keep ordering stuff. Cause... Oh, my God. And just a PSA, I didn't throw anything at Steve. I was yes. generally very nice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think we all had an amazing had time. Nice time. Um, you know, it, it, we also I- included Steve because Steve's birthday was last Sunday. And I was like, you know what? He's going to be here, I think. I don't know if, if he did anything, but I really would like to incorporate that in, in he was as very well. Thankful. And because in the end, we're celebrating friendship. I'm celebrating my birthday and the fact that I've, you know, made an entire rotation around the earth, even though I'm a big person. I saw a big ass rotation. Um, I'm very thankful that I got to spend it with the people that I love and people that I, you know, spend most of my time with, whether it's in the studio, outside of the studio, going out to a bar or, you know, working um and it was great and you know i just think saturday was exactly what i needed exactly what i wanted and so thank you both yeah thank you and then friday what the hell is that she's going through it yeah i do have to say i'm a little annoyed why because raleigh is a traitor Uh (laughs) uh-huh why is she a traitor though because so i stayed over Uh uh-huh that's right you with, did with with Raleigh mm-hmm. because I had a couple cocktails. And, yeah, we don't want know, you to drive. Yeah. We need you to be safe. So I stayed over, mm-hmm. and that bitch. Mm-hmm. What she did? She slept by your feet the entire night. Yeah, she like literally. If I walked out of a room, she wouldn't move. If Tom walked out of a room, she'd get up and go. I'm like, what the fuck? So I ended up sleeping on the sofa as I usually do since i've gotten those Frequently. darn things because they're so comfortable and you know it's, i let the tv play in the black background and then i just fall asleep so my dogs obviously fall asleep on top of me because that's what they do i get one that's like dug in the back of my back and the other one is between my legs and then raleigh's a very big dog so raleigh is a basenji with with pit mix, yeah. with pit mix. And she is the most docile, amazing, beautiful dog that you will ever encounter. She's just super friendly and awesome. And so I don't have a bed big enough for Raleigh in the house. (laughs) So I have two small little beds. And I have often caught her going to those small beds and just like plopping her body in there. Like I I have never seen a dog contort themselves to the point where they try to fit into a Yorkie's bed. It is hilarious. So I have comforters that I haven't used and don't use. So I would put it on the floor right next to where we're sitting or where we're watching movies or whatever. And she'll just go and plop herself there. She won't move. And she was just mad. She was mad because Raleigh was with me, but I'm her titi. I wasn't necessarily mad, but I mean, the bitch didn't even flinch when I get up when I got up to go to bed. She was just like, mm. whatever, and she just stayed there. Uh huh. Literally stayed there until and she I didn't move. Up, I woke up at like nine or eight right. thirty or nine or something like that, and no, nothing. I was already up. I got up probably around. 
a little before seven because, you know, my dogs started getting restless. They'd come and they lick my face like, get up. It's time for us to go outside. And so Raleigh, of course, you know, once I was up, she just came out with my dogs. They all did their business. I come inside, make some coffee, take another nap. Then this one gets up. She makes her way towards the sofa. And we're like, okay, well, I guess it's time to make breakfast. (laughs) No, my favorite part was like, you were asking me how to make Raleigh's breakfast and I was helping you with it and I was like where the fuck is my coffee and you were like this bitch <laughs> I'm like you care more about her I'm like I'm struggling you see my hair oh I saw everything girl Ugh. the hair the face the, the whole thing it was a rough I saw the whole enchilada yeah, yeah. Hey. but I still had to take in my babies my babies gotta eat so, Maybe but no, first. it was it was an amazing weekend, yeah. and Friday was fun. Friday was, was fun. We got to um, interact with one of our our ex coworkers um, who has since moved on to another company and another position. Um, we're super happy for her. She looks great and happy. she <laughs> and happy. And she was in 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 West Haven. She's like, you need to come out. I was already in, like on my sofa yeah, on I my bed. Same thing. The sofa. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, but please come out, man, West Haven. I, I would really love to see you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was already in cloud nine. And so I get myself up and I'm like, listen, I will be there, but I have to shower and I'm only going to be there for an hour. <laughs> we closed the fucking bar. And then. And then. <laughs> and then I decided that I was going to go and get some food. So I did that. And on my way back, I decided that I was just going to randomly stop at friend's house and just knock on their door and welcome me in and offer me a cocktail because it was officially my birthday. At 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah. But the the place was nice, which was cool because at first I was like, it was a little sketchy for me. Yeah. But um, I mean, when you have to walk in and they pat you down, I was just like, okay, what the hell did I get myself into? That's unfortunately that's common, especially we're, we're accustomed to the gay bars and they don't do that. Right. Uh, So that's, that's the main thing you kind of sometimes got to remember, you know, it's not a lifestyle bar. So things are a little different. Um, Music was good. Oh my the god! Food the food was good. The drinks. Were- I was drinking tequila was on the rocks. So there is this place called. It's called Caribbean um, something. Yeah. Jay's like I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember either. But <laughs> yeah. it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was nice, and the music was was really well. And and we had them sing Happy Birthday to Tommy. <laughs> they did, and they came out in these like very indigenous, like you know, um, Taino uh, masks, Caribbean yeah. inspired Taino inspired mask, and with with like flare sticks and things. I was like, oh my god, they're about to burn this place down trying to sing Happy Birthday to me. Um, but it was fun. We had yeah. a good time. We had a good time. Nice. So. And, you know, I danced a little and we hung out with, with our friend. Yeah, it was a hot mo- I was a hot mess. No, you the next day. You told me you danced and you're like, my hip. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like he danced a lot either. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ladies kept trying. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm gay. <laughs> Big old yeah. homo. I'm strictly dickly, oh. just like you. Not tropical, happening. Tropical Caribbean. Tropical Caribbean. Yeah. Nice little spot. Not Not sure if I'll ever go back, um, only because, you know, I'm just not accustomed to walking into a place that pats you down. Although (laughs) I did tell the the bouncer, so he was like, hands up, and I'm like, oh, I was like, you do realize this is the most action I've gotten since COVID, right? And the man's (laughs) eyes got like this big. I was like, I'm joking. (laughs) 
It was fun. It was fun. I like, yeah, I I like messing with people that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the drink, I think the drinks were also. They, oh, they were. they were amazing. They were amazing. Yeah. And I'm like thinking to myself, um, we should have eaten while we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we completely forgot that it's actually a restaurant slash bar, and we could have ordered food, and supposedly the food is very good. Yeah, yeah. The, the girls had eaten before we got there. And yeah, I was just like, yeah, They no. just couldn't say enough about the food there. So. I just kept pounding them back. I'm like, yeah. literally, tequila rocks with fresh squeezed lime, and the guy's just sitting there, just like, you need another one? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. But I had a good time. So thank you both for um, organizing and... And giving me a birthday that I actually wanted. Never again. Never. Poor K. No. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. Well, yours is. Wait, wait, no, no. Yours is next. Mine's next. Yours is coming up, and then yours comes up in August. Um. Oh, so we're not too sure. far apart. No. Because no, you're July, and he's August. Yeah, I'm so April, July, my August. 25th again. 25th anniversary. Of no, your- no, 25th. Uh, all over again. Yeah, it'll be my 10th, 25th. No, oh. 11th. So you're celebrating the 11th anniversary of your 25th birthday. No, <laughs> I'm celebrating my 25th birthday. So basically you're years. just like forever young. Yeah. Yeah, I just need be. some Botox, some lipo. <laughs> a um, haircut. I definitely need a haircut. <laughs> uh, Body of an 18-year-old. Mm, that's yeah. wink. Uh-huh. Maybe some cortisone shots. <laughs> That's important. That's important. But um, overall, um, it was great. And I want to thank everyone who took the time out on... Oh, and definitely some Botox in the butthole. Yeah. Dr. G, help help a girl out. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank everyone on Facebook, on all the social media platforms that reached out, said happy birthday to my two bitches, and everyone else that was here on Saturday that uh, made my day memorable. And um, yes, that was it. That was so um, 25 minutes in, we talked a lot of BS, and I love it. But uh, what we're going to do is, at this point in time in the show, uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to go to break, come back. We've got a couple of stories uh, for you to uh, round up our dish. And um should be fun. should be interesting. So um, we will be right back. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. Thank you so much for allowing us to uh, rinse, repeat, get all of our fluids going and all that good stuff. We are back on the second half with our dish and uh, we're coming at you. The Fox in the motherfucking hole. So um, Fox News decided moments, literally moments before the trial was set to begin to settle out of, out of, you know, to avoid having to go through trial for $787.5 million. Who's going to get fired? To somebody. But here's the thing. Tucker Carlson? Yes. I hope so. (laughs) I hope he's the first one on, on, on the chopping block. But here's the thing. So we know that had the trial actually gone through, right, and all of the dirty laundry that Fox had... Um, in its hamper, 
had all of that been put out, they would have been put through the ringer. I mean, we would have gotten an opportunity to to have the jury that was already selected. They were literally sitting in their chairs waiting for the trial to start when all of a sudden it was announced that they had reached a settlement deal for this amount. Um, they, they realized they, they, they were like, going to get far. We can't have all of this aired out, all, all right, of this so dirty I don't know much about what's going on with this, so give me a little background. So Dominion. Dominion is a company that uh, makes and manages and creates software and hardware for voting machines, right? So we know that in during the 2020 election, when Dump lost um, Fox News, all of his, all of their affiliates and hosts started promoting this lie that you know Trump didn't lose, that he was supposed to be in office, that he was the legitimately elected president, et cetera, et cetera, which we know is a lie, right? And so Fox started perpetuating that lie, and as a result of what they were pushing and the lie that they were pushing, January six happened, and people died. And Mm -hmm. Dominion suffered great losses as a result of what Fox was pushing out as propaganda. And so Dominion decided to sue Fox. And they did. And so all of this took a very long time to actually get to trial because, you know, there were legal obstacles that were put in Dominion's um, way. Um, And then finally, one of our, you know, judges said, that you know, Dominion had legal standing, and you could proceed with a lawsuit against Fox um, on a, on the civil matter, right? Because they were losing money as a company that are making legitimate, you know, voting machines that people use in everyday elections that go on day in and day out, and so they sued, and so the trial was actually scheduled to go on a couple of days ago. Um, they had, you know, they selected their jury pool. They went through the process of, you know, doing everything they needed to do to start the trial. And the very same day, minutes before they were to start doing opening arguments in the case, they settled. Fox settled. Well, I mean, you got you to gotta look at it. Basically, Fox was claiming that Dominion was rigging the election right. through their systems. So, you know, defamation right there. 101. Right. And you know how hard it is to prove um, a defamation um, of character case? It's very, very seldom ever won. But Dominion, in this case, obviously because of the settlement, clearly had the the backing and the proof and the evidence that Fox really did harm their business by promoting yeah. uh, this propaganda. Yeah, the damage it did, and yeah, they're going to lose customers, and especially people that, that believe all this nonsense Fox right. is, is spewing that probably had business with Dominion that decided to pull out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Not to mention, January 6th is a thing. It happened. Yeah, we yeah. all saw it happen in front of our eyes on national television. And, you know, these hosts continue to to promote this this thing that, you know, it, it was just... And by the way, they probably all had Bud Lights at the time. I know, right? It's <laughs> like, oh my God, I had a Bud Light the other day. I yeah. was just like, oh my God, I'm craving dick all of a sudden. <laughs> Thank you. For real. Thank you, Nick. Um, no, but but it's a thing. And, you know, as a result of that, police officers died, right? We had people who 
actually lost their lives on January 6th as a result of what the, what these people were pushing on the Fox network. So for me, when this news came out, we instantly started looking, okay, well, what is Fox going to do? Um, what are the terms of the deal? What are, what are the terms of this settlement? Will Fox have to make a public apology? Mm-hmm. Right? They haven't. We don't know uh, what the requirements were. Uh, as far as reaching this settlement, but this is huge. And and Fox has yet to put out a statement publicly on their network to say, hey, we lied, and this is why we're settling out of court. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And my, my thing is I'm this. I'm thinking they probably pay that high amount so they wouldn't have to publicly apologize. Right, they wouldn't have to, because here's the thing. Here's what they lose. Here's what they stand to lose if they come out publicly on their network and say... Um, their bullshit credibility <laughs> right there that's one of them yeah. but also the fact that you know they need to keep that little bit of a base that's keeping them one alive and two keeping the republican party afloat and that is the donald dump base yes right and if they were to go through the entire process of actually having to litigate in court in front of a jury of their peers all of the dirty laundry, they stand to lose if they have to come up publicly and say, we lied, right? If that comes out as public knowledge, they would lose the dump base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for them, that would be a big loss. So the fact that in this particular case, they settled for $787.5 million speaks to the fact that you know they they knew that they were wrong, they knew that they were lying. They were suing for one point six billion, but right. But but listen, yeah, that's a big number. This is one of the biggest settlements in U.S. history when it comes to a civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dominion was able to do that. It was able to even without having to go through trial prove that Fox had damaged their brand and. It but just, also lied. Of course. Yeah. And e- even if they pay this out, right, and even if we never get to actually see all of the internal communication between executives of Fox or the host themselves, we know that the fact that they paid out, it's an acknowledgement that they lied. Absolutely. And it's tough. It's tough for them, but it's also vindication in some way, shape, or form for people who actually had to sit there and watch all of this play out on national television um, when we're sitting ourselves like, my God, are we looking at the same footage? Are we looking at the same crazy, astonishing like events that literally played out before our eyes? Mm -hmm. It's, it's pretty crazy. And, and, you know, I, does this have to do anything with the LGBTQ plus community? In a way, it does because you know we still have hosts on Fox News that are peddling lies about the community, about some of these um, you know bills that are happening um, in states all over the U.S. that happen to be Republican you know led states. And the question that I have is now that Dominion has proven that they could inflict this kind of financial damage on one of the biggest networks in the world mm-hmm. can other entities go after fox for propaganda and for lying and saying you know 
for example, you know, you, you have hosts like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson who are continuously supporting and perpetuating stories about legislation that's happening in Florida. For example, the don't don't say gay bill um, and how there's trying to spin it in a positive way where it can actually impact our communities and people who are part of our marginalized community. Do we have standing to go after them for libel and for, you know, causing pain to actual human beings? You know, does any other entity have an opportunity to go after Fox for peddling lies? And for me, while this particular lawsuit doesn't really impact the community, it just opens the doors for litigation at the civil level that would potentially um, allow us to, you know, put a, put a stop to some of the craziness that's happening uh, when when rogue, you know, pundits go out there and start spewing these kind of lies against people in our community. And I wanted to to bring that up and share that and, and open it up to the table because I think it's just, I think there's something here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what's more um, interesting about the whole situation is clearly um, Fox realized that they had no case. So they settled, right? Right. Um, and that they had been spewing these lies, mm-hmm. right? So what else are they lying about? So when you say, how does it relate to the LGBTQ plus community? It relates in the sense that they are promoting um, individuals and or Republicans or members of the GOP um, that are spewing hate. Mm-hmm. And also um, pushing forward this narrative of... Um, Violence, hate, anti-gun laws, um, anti-drag, don't say gay, all these gay bills that have been like, you know, uh, put put forth in the past, what, two, three years, right? if not four. Um, And they continue to uh, uplift these people. Right. And give them a platform. When these people are just trying to drag us down. Right. So what it is saying publicly in my opinion is that you cannot trust what you're hearing from fox news right now that said like when msnbc wouldn't cover trump you know during his um help me what's the word during his announcement and no. when he announced who he was running again no when he uh, during his indictment speech right they wouldn't cover it So I went and I watched it on Fox because I Mm -hmm. knew they would cover it. So, like, the only reason I went there was because I wanted to see what crazy shit was happening. Right. Like, there there is that one plus. If you need to know what's happening in the opposition so that you have the right verbiage or right, you know, talking points to defend yourself, sure, fine. Go to Fox. Other than that, you Clearly can't now, trust. You can't. Yeah, you can't trust. You them. can't trust what it is that they're publishing on their networks because you don't know uh, that is based on truth, or we know that it's not right. Uh, clearly, <laughs> I mean, when you think about uh, seven hundred and eighty-eight, like let's just say seven hundred and eighty-eight million dollars settlement, settlement really pretty much sums it up. 
you yeah. can't trust what it is that they say. Yeah, the the other thing is, like you said, they they haven't publicly come out and apologized, which right. may be part of that settlement agreement. Because the settlement agreement hasn't also been made public. So. Right. But I don't think a company like Dominion would be like, yeah, we're just going to settle for $788 million. And you don't have to go and acknowledge the wrong that you did. Right. Uh, like, like this is an acceptable amount for us to be like, okay, we're just going to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it could be, but I again, mean, you never know. Yeah. Not, not having to apologize in public is to them is bigger than than the settlement. You know what I mean? Right. Because once you admit you lied right. about this news or this information, that puts everything else you have published into question. Right. Well, so, the integrity of, of what you're of reporting. Of the network. Like, right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. I think I think we may not see an apology. Right. No, um, I feel like we see a lot of people on Fox reporting on opinion yeah. and not on fact. Exactly. Right. And, I mean, there have been plenty um, articles that have come out against Tucker Carlson, including an NPR article, uh, literally saying, you literally can't believe the facts Tucker Carlson tells you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I wouldn't doubt that in any way, shape, or form because of the things that we've seen him talk and about in the and past. I, and I'm going to say it. He's a racist. He he's is. a homophobe. Mm-hmm. And he's religious. Right. And he's a Republican. Right. And that's... it's. I'm, it is fine to be religious. It is fine to be Republican. Right. But when you use those two platforms to push your narrative of anti uh, of rape anti racism, not Fox racism and homophobia, mm-hmm. you're wrong. Right. One hundred percent. Take the temperature of the co- the country right now. Right. Just. Take the temperature. Right. A lot of what they're reporting, again, we can't rely on those reportings. But not only that, it's like, you know, when you think about it, the majority of the country doesn't believe that what they're reporting and what they're advocating for is what we should be. It's called fact checking. Fact check. Hello. Literally. That's all I said. So, you know, I thought thought it was important mentioning that only because of its historic, um, you know, Importance in the fact that this is one of the biggest, um, you know, civil litigations that has been won by by a suing party in regards to libel or or defamation, which is incredible in 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 its in its own right. And you know, just to give some credibility to MSNBC and Rachel Maddow, <sighs> she uh, was put up for a ten million dollar libel lawsuit, which was filed by. Some American news network. It was dismissed. Of course, because guess she what? Fact checks. Uh, let me tell you, Rachel is just one of those individuals that you just don't 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 come after Rachel. No. She's got her her T's crossed, her dots eyes, and her V's are perfect. Her eyes dotted. Her eyes dotted. Yes. Her dotted. eyebrows done. My eyes are crossed <laughs> right now. That's what it is. I'll blame it on the tequila. Her dots eyed. I did. Yeah. She's got the itis. No, but I love Rachel. Rachel for me, although, you know, um, in a sense, Rachel is, is a, is a pundit, right? They consider people who, who take stories and, um, although she does it factually, put a personal spin on it. There, those individuals are considered pundits, right? Like when you watch, for example, like a lot of people may be under the impression that I don't watch Fox News at all, right? I watch. You have it blocked. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually watch the morning news. And when you watch the news, you learn about current events and it's being reported in a way that is 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 not biased. It's not for a Republican or against mm-hmm. or for Democrats. They're telling you the facts. Here it is. Uh, today, we had a person that was shot. I don't care if the person was green, purple, orange. Someone was shot in the city of Waterbury, which is totally plausible. Right? It could happen. Um, but that's what they report. And then you jump to their their evening lineup, and then you have all of these pundits that are absolutely just lying about things that are happening because they're looking to serve a purpose and an agenda and to spread lies and conspiracy theories so what i would say in general uh-huh. is that while i do watch msnbc uh-huh. mainly mm-hmm. um when something seems weird or there's like a highlight that i don't quite get yeah i'll flip to fox i want to get their, their their thoughts on it right right because i want to know both sides right you and should of course you should and then when I'm still like, this doesn't make sense, right. I dig deeper. Right. Okay? So that's what people need to do. You can choose to watch Fox. You can choose to watch CNN or MSNBC, whatever you want to get your news. But make sure that you're also like balancing out and saying, okay, let me hear the other side right. so that I can actually make an educated like decision right. on, on what is actually happening. And if you can't, after listening to both sides, right. do your own fucking digging. Like, I can tell you from experience True. that I can count on newscasters on either network to bring you the news in a very unbi- in a very unbiased way, right? They're talking about, here's what happened. No, but because I've, I've watched. I jumped from Fox News I to... I wouldn't say unbiased. It, it, it's, it's unbiased in the sense that they're not taking sides. They're just reporting what happened. There was a shootout in Waterbury. That's news. I'm using Waterbury as a, you know, because there was always shootouts in Waterbury. But there's also shootouts in New Haven and Bridgeport and most of the major cities in Hartford. But when you watch the news, that's all they're reporting. They're not saying, oh, there was a shootout. And I believe this shootout was because as a result of, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. People drinking Bud Light. (laughs) The moment they get into their evening pundit, like um, the Laura Ingrams and, you know, all of these other people that are on their late night TV, that's when I I tune out because because nothing. It's interpretive news. It's not it's not direct news. They're taking what they've learned throughout the day or on a story over a period of time and interpreting what they think. They should give out to the people. Right. And it's unfortunately lies. In some cases, yeah. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, clearly. But I mean, I would even say on the flip side, like sometimes on MSNBC, I'm like, meh. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I question sometimes, a lot of the things. Sometimes, not but, all the time. That's the difference. But here's the difference. There is a $786 million difference. Well, excuse me, $788 million difference. Um, here and that is that msnbc doesn't have to pay that no you know um so just it's just don't rely on fox yeah it's just i'm sorry not not 100 percent, but like you said definitely something worth looking into when you're trying to get some clarification Mm -hmm. and 
take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> you know, because a grain of salt. Oh. Make sure you have the whole fucking canister <laughs> of like pink Himalayan salt with you. It's extra thick and coarse so that it's harder to go down because, you know, shit gets crazy. Gets a little loony. Um, Okay. So I can't move my notes over here. So I'm going to try to go on my phone. But I know that, Trish, you have a story. Yeah. So what was it? About a year ago now. (laughs) That long? It's been 84 years. No, it's been a year. Oh, just a year um and we talked about this on the show yes we have um so don't say gay in florida mm. um obviously we are not um supportive of this bill in any way at all um but we had mentioned that it was just the beginning of course and as soon as it was put in place we would only have a certain amount of time until it was extended, not just through K through three, but through 12th grade. Right. Um, which again, that's seniors right mm-hmm. before college. Um, so guess what? About an hour before the show, we were notified via the advocate um, that Florida extended the don't say gay bill through high school graduation. Which is BS, because at this point, you're telling young adults that they don't have the authority nor the autonomy to make up their own mind and their own decisions in regards to who they are and where they want to go. Yes and no. Um, So anyone can come out. Anyone can be gay. um, Not publicly in school. But the biggest issue here is that there is no discussion of gender identity. Right. Sexual orientation. It's forbidden through grade 12. Now, thinking back on my high school experience, I think when I think about when I came out and I think about, uh, you know, the counselor that like Susan Fogarty, she saved my life um, because I had no one to talk to. I was angry and I was gay And I wasn't living at home because it wasn't safe at the time or comfortable for me. Um, And if I were in a Florida public school and I went to my guidance counselor Mm -hmm. and said, I'm gay and I need help, they can't help help you. you. That's it's very tragic. It's scary. It's scary and tragic. And, you know, again, you're talking about young adults that have a sense of who they are by that age. And and you know, too, that when it comes to suicide, mm-hmm. once you hit the age of 19, suicide rates drop drastically. Right. So you're talking about a period in time in... A in vulnerable period a of time. A vulnerable yeah. period of time in where teenagers who are still in the process of developing, of... Um, identifying um you know coming to terms with who they identify as that they have no outlet they have no opportunity to be able to have an informed conversation with data that we have collected for decades now um where in the state of florida it is prohibited to be able to even access that data or even talk about mm-hmm. in any way shape or form beyond prohibited some, it's illegal it, right Um, On something that could, you know, really determine whether you 
accept yourself as a human or decide to take your life. And there is no greater tragedy in not being able to, to come to terms with who you are and to be able to access information that could save your life. Mm-hmm. I, I think coming from, from the case management side and, and advocacy programs, does this law put caseworkers at a risk of being prosecuted for not providing services yes that they're required so and if, teachers if, if you are teachers in, and if, social so the thing is as a, a yeah, as a social worker right in a public school yeah. in a public so in any setting you're still required to provide services to to your to your students or patients uh, what, so so the thing is if they're not allowed I think it puts the it puts the social workers at at risk for for lawsuit by by parents. If a teenager goes to see them and they refuse services because it's illegal now, I think it it puts them at risk. Uh, how, of course, how it can does. how can the state say that they're protecting someone from not doing their job? It does say um, classroom instruction. So I I mean. But at the same That's time, a thin, yeah, it's a thin line because very, right, yeah. it's a very you know, thin you're, line. You're you're a mandated reporter as a as a social service provider. You are a mandated reporter, right. which means that if you fail to do your job, the state right. can or or the agencies you're employed by can follow through and sue you. But he, so, here's what happens so, though: who do you report? Yeah. Right, as a social worker now. Given the 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 law, the way the law is written, mm-hmm. do you report the teacher or do you report the student? Yeah, well, uh, and, and that's my thing. I mean, if the school's prohibiting these discussions, then they have to also have a, a way for these social workers, whose now hands you have tied, to provide some sort of outlet for this person or individual right. mm-hmm. whether it's outsourcing referrals but right. I'm, yeah, i mean but i'm just I, I, i'm I, questioning I, how how are they going to i i don't to the, handle this that, because that that's a big risk that's the thing right so i think what they're doing right now is they're taking away um the ability for counselors and social workers to actually provide tools right <laughs> so if if a uh, if i were to go to somebody uh, and they were then to provide me with, I don't know, a Pride Center packet or a P flag packet to a parent or whatever it is. Now that per- puts that counselor at risk. So they can't do that potentially. So how are they then going to protect the kids? They right. can't. Well, so my thing is I mean, I understand that you're employed by the school system as a caseworker, right? However, you also got to remember that legally they, they have an obligation to provide services. Right. Uh, so you may not be able to provide packets or, but you can always do a referral. That's, that's just the way I'm looking at it. You know, it's not something that can be discussed here, but we can refer you outside of the school system to find some assistance. Right. Which so, is still like not 
good enough. It's yeah, it's, it's not. not. It's, it's not, not because when it, when it, someone comes to see you, they're in crisis now, not right. tomorrow, no week from now, not a month down the road when uh, you know this office can take you in. So uh, that that's my thing. It, it's. I don't know if, if if that would make social workers liable. That's I, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. You know what I mean? I just think it's it's something that um, clearly we don't have uh, enough information on, and just given the way the law is written and what we have seen transpire in national news, we can infer that in some way, shape, or form, this is going to be problematic for children. And young adults who are looking for information, that are looking for a way for them to be able to find the resources that they need um, to to survive, because it, it's. I get. I guess my main question here is, while I, I'm not behind it, but can understand the censorship from K to three in a way. Barely. I don't what? understand it at all. And you know why I don't understand I, I don't understand it at all? Because what we live in a country that, where it's legal for, for members of same sex to get married. No, so what like I any saying other is person like, when it comes to sexual like not orientation, but if you like there sh- you shouldn't be teaching anything that has to do with sex at the age of kindergarten through three but like, they don't and no, that's but the I'm thing saying, but like, right the book like marlon bundo like why can't we read that right you know things like that that doesn't make sense to me so like that's why i'm not behind it but i also understand like yeah sure don't teach sex ed to these kids because they're not old right. enough to understand but, it but i mean i was in fifth grade when i've got my first sense of some sort of a sexual health education but, right? right as part of health class um, no, I wasn't in third grade, but by fifth or, or sixth grade, I was already learning about um, health. My point, my po- the point that I'm trying to make is now extending that from three to twelve. Right now, you have sexually active individuals as well as you know sexually confused individuals mm-hmm. and people who are trying to find themselves, and now they have no resource. Mm-hmm. They can't even. You know, if if I knew half the shit I know now from Dr. G, if I knew half the shit yeah. I know now, right. my butthole would not be so loose. meat. <laughs> meat mints. No, but like, I, I mean that funny, but like in the same way, like I did a lot of risky shit. Yeah. Right. And, and these are things that could have been mitigated had, um, you know, youngsters and young adults had the opportunity to actually educate with themselves about our community about safe sex sex practices about your options about being able to control your own sexual health and and what you might want to get into and this is no different than you know things that happen in in the heterosexual world right you are given information and then you take that information and with it you go out and do uh, or find additional services or or additional information that you may need to make an inference as to who you are as an individual and where you want to go and where you want to take your and what's available to you for protection, right? Like- right. And it 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 it, it exacer- exacerbates the situation even worse. That on top of the fact that we're being very restrictive on what our children can learn, we're living in an age 
and in a time in where young adults um, who may make a mistake that they don't want to then for the rest of their lives pay for that mistake are being restricted in the sense that, for example, the the, the overturning of Roe Ro v. Wade, right? And, and where young adults as young as 15 or 16 could end up making a mistake that they don't want to have to then carry for the rest of their lives. They no longer have access mm-hmm. to safe, um, you know, medical care that would allow them to to remedy a situation that, you know, they, they should have never found themselves in. And I think that um, being restrictive uh, about the type of, of sexual wellness, if we want to call it that, identity, sexual wellness, health. Mental health. Mental health, physical health, sexual health. Not being able to have those conversations at such a pivotal moment in someone's development um, could potentially put them in a situation where now they can't find remedies um, for mistakes. But that it's they also, make. but on top of that, like, you know, for individuals that don't have a great home life and and use you know, their outlet as school and friends. Like if I didn't have certain people in my life when I was in high school, um, I don't know where I would be. Right. But like, the, like you, you're literally inflicting shame on an entire community, community. of people, right. which has been shamed for so long. Right. And these kids in 2023, for fuck's sake, when they're seeing all this Great shit happening around them, and then not so great shit. Right. But now they're shamed, like, oh, I have to continue to hide myself. I'm not good enough. I'm a bad person because this is how I am, or this is how I feel. Like, this is literally the worst fucking thing that anybody can do. If you want to talk about fucking supporting our kids, if you want to talk about literally supporting education and everything that really needs to like that, that that actually right. fucking matters right. then stop taking shit away from from resources that these fucking kids need right. yeah they need school lunches yeah a lot of people don't have the money to send you know kids to school with lunches or buy their books so yeah we need to subsidize that too but like this is important too it's supporting fucking mental health is important because they're going to grow up and create you know, they're just creating more substance abuse issues, more mental health issues, more fucking deaths by suicide because these kids don't right. have an outlet to talk about what the fuck is actually happening happening in their lives. Right. But just think about, too, what they're banning. Right. When you think about, for example, all of these book bannings that are happening all over the U.S. and in many different states, many different legislatures have active legislation to allow um, parents to file a complaint and have a book banned simply because maybe a word they didn't agree with just, you know, rubbed them the wrong way. Um, You think about the fact that what we're banning is books related to black and brown people, people of marginalized communities, whether they're part of the Jewish community, whether they're part of the LGBTQ plus community, whether they're part of the um you know people of color black brown people that's all that's being banned why do you think that is obviously they're uncomfortable with that conversation and racism 
Plain old racism. They're uncomfortable with being called a racist. Right. They're uncomfortable with the fact that they have to acknowledge their systemic homophobia and racism. Right. And then when you call them out on it, they're hiding all of that under the guise of our children shouldn't be learning that. Oh, we're too woke. Girl, they're going to learn. They're, we're too this. Let me let me just say, okay. they're going to find a way. I of found course. a way. Of course. I found a way through Greece. I found a way through beaches. I found, oh, I found I my we way. we all found our way through beaches. My God, it's, it's, it's life. No, but here's the thing, uh, Mr. DeSantis. Double I DeSantis. dare you. I double, triple, doggy dare you. Ban Google. All of this information is on Google. What are you going to say? It's illegal to access Google. Don't say that. On someone's personal phone because it goes against your laws in your state. What are you going to do? I dare you to go after Google. He will lose it. He will lose that fight. Well, he's already getting his ass kicked by a mouse and a dog. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) But I dare you because here's the thing. While you might not be able to actually allow a book to be in, in a public library or in a school library i can guarantee you that a child has access to a phone and google will be their lifeline and if google was smart google will start fucking advertising the shit out of that shit and and don't forget when you couldn't find teachers to fill your schools and you had to figure out a way to pay them more so you could bring more people in right. if you continue to do shit like this no money right. is going to make a teacher want to come into a school and watch kids die. Right. And YouTube. Oh, my God. Resources. It's funny. Um, and, and this is all I'll say about what happened today. Today, I actually had to get in front of a, a very large group of people oh, and talk. gave him a mic. They gave me a mic. And, you know, uh, we were talking girl, about. Girl was in her environment. I was. They gave me a mic and I just went for it. And, you know, one of the things I said, I said, you know, the first one of the questions I asked the entire group was, who here is a DIYer? And hands started going up. And I said, and what do you use? What tools do you what one tool do you go to um, as a DIYer to find out how to do things? And you can hear people in the crowd immediately start. You said, YouTube. That's right. That's right. It's such a valuable resource that if you know what, your fucking government in your state is restricting what you have access to, just know Google, YouTube is there. Also, like, tell your story. Like, right. if you feel comfortable, go on alive. Don't let these people silence you. No. You know, you let, have power. Let, let the people of Florida, let the people of any state you're in know and see the kids that are suffering. Right. Yeah. right. Now, now, recently, I think I forwarded, I think it was a TikTok of a trans individual that was uh, <clears throat> posting about that they had gone uh, to the store to buy some stuff, some snacks. And heard uh, a female talking on the phone with her friend, talking about how we need to eradicate these people, talking about transgender individuals. <coughs> and and the TikTok was very moving because you could see the pain and the hurt. Right. And and the person, you know, was crying because they felt so attacked. And they felt bad because at the time, I guess, it took them by surprise so much so that they weren't able to speak up. And they turn to social right. media to kind of vent. Right. Um, 
it was it was hard to watch. But the but then you outpour, realize then yeah. you realize what happens yeah, yeah. right the outpour of support from people and 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 you what know, I the call love. The, the justice social league <laughs> yes. steps up to the plate yep. and starts vocalizing how wrong it is and you're right yep. you know when you're confronted with a very uncomfortable situation um, often you don't know how you're going to react exactly. sometimes you just like you freeze yeah oh my god am I hearing this what do I do yeah mm-hmm. you know do I put myself in potential physical danger do i put myself in a situation where this person who i don't know may have a weapon that they can pull out at me and shoot me dead here where i stand and become yet another statistic of gun violence in this country that is so rampant yes what do you do right and so i don't blame them for not speaking up in those moments we've always said and you know we've had this conversation on this show many 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 of times it's like coming out. Coming out is a personal thing, right? Making the decision to speak up um, for who you are and what you are and what you represent is a personal thing. And if you can't do that safely, don't. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Don't become a martyr for someone else's issues. That's their problems, Absolutely. you know? And just like coming out, if it's not safe, don't do it. And when you find your space, when you find your voice and when you find an opportunity and your chosen family and your chosen family and you bring it forward, go all out. And so in your case, as you're mentioning, you know, this transgender individual found herself in a situation where she's actively hearing somebody attacking the very fiber of, of who she is as a person. Yeah. Yep. And all she can do was just stay there silently listening to this, but recording it because she knew this is not my time. This is not when I turn around and say, fuck you, and put myself in potential mortar danger. Yep. I have an army of social activists behind me that once I bring this to light, once I bring this to the public, I will find my support. I will find my voice. And if I don't find it online, I will eventually find it when I have, when I have an opportunity to slow down, to stop, <laughs> To think about what I just experienced and how I'm going to, one, move forward. Yeah. Right? Think about your safety first. It's not worth losing your life for the fact that some idiot decided to be an ignorant bigot. Let them be who they are, and eventually things will work themselves out. I think karma karma eventually will turn around and raw dog them. (laughs) so you know so it is what it is but again you know just keeping in mind that sometimes some battles are just best fought another time that's right Uh, there's a place and time for everything absolutely um you know safety first always um and and even at that even if it if if your life isn't at risk sometimes just being the bigger person and, and and acknowledging you know, because at the time I think the person was taken aback by the comments, especially because it was being said out loud and, and in, public. in a public space. Mm-hmm. And I think they were they were surprised to actually hear it, because right. you hear a lot of stuff online and you hear stuff in the news, um, and and you're aware of it. But I right. think when it impacts you directly, um, the the damage is more personal. Of course, it is, um, and. And even though it wasn't being directed, to, you know, at that individual at the time, 
it was towards you know a group that she is part of right um she or he i should say i i, I don't they. remember or they correct um so it's just you know thinking safety first always right. Um, right. uh but definitely you know going back to this whole florida shit show <laughs> you know um you know we are going to have kids that are going to be facing these issues and right. we need sometimes as parents or caregivers or chosen family members to, you know, remind them, listen, you know, it's an issue, but you know, when you're back home, right. if you need let's to find talk, a way for us to vocalize that in a more productive way. Correct. Um, right. And even, you know, a lot of them are into social media and, you know, find a way to vocalize it and right. at least right. bring attention to how it's affecting you and right. your and your social space and your right. mental health and your life and your life. So you I know, mean, you're every day I'm going to the store life uh, and you hear some bigot in the background talking about you know the community that you happen to be a part of. Exactly, yeah, it's crazy. Yep. But one one thing you should know, and like we said before, you know, you have your social warriors out there mm-hmm. uh, who are in your corner that are in your um, you know got your back um that will step up to the plate and and you know just sort of kind of speak up when when we need to um obviously we we're here on the show to talk about anything that impacts our community um but know that you know like nick said seek your chosen family Mm -hmm. make sure that you surround yourself with people who uh impact your life in a positive way i think those are very helpful things to to keep your mental sanity um, people who align with their values, um, so that, you know, you feel, um, you feel supported and, and, and hold on to those people. And I I think to our listeners as well, if, if you are one of those individuals that may happen to have family members that reside in Florida, which you know, that are within that school age group, you know, I, I think it's also falls on you to kind of reach out and be like, Hey, if you need to talk, if right. if you feel unsafe, please right. let me know, you know. Uh, just provide that extra support. They I, might never reach out to you, but it's good for them to know. To know they have that outlet. That they have that outlet. Right. And, you know, the last thing I'm going to say about this is I would extend it past just, you know, LGBT-specific members, right? Absolutely. What about those kids that have a two dads or two moms? Right. And they're getting bullied in school. Right. And they have no outlet or right. they can't talk about their home life. Right. True. That is a whole nother. Right. Area. In a country where marriage is legal. And you can't walk in and say, you know, like you could hear your little straight counterpart or what we would maybe perceive as someone who's straight, but someone who has parents of the opposite sex, right? Oh, my mommy and daddy baked me cupcakes. But you as a person who happens to have two dads or two moms can walk in and say, both my mommies made cupcakes or my, how, my daddies made cupcakes for, for our bake sale. And how many kids in need are adopted by LGBTQ plus members, right? right. Or community members. Right. Like, and given better lives. Right. In some cases, amazing lives. I mean, yeah, we, we tend to be very, very, um, I don't know. I find that a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community, and I don't think that, you know, um, this may apply to all of them, but the majority of the LGBTQ plus community, when we do things, we do them right. 
We go out of our way to make sure we are superb, that we are uh, excellence in in everything that we do, right? And and because we have been denied for so many decades the opportunity to to be parents, we tend to want to excel that much more mm-hmm. and to go far beyond what the normal parent would. And um and but not, also just love our kids. and loving yeah. kids and and giving them a loving environment and being able to raise a human that is respectful and and you know dignified of of being able to be amongst other people um in a way that that he's appreciated for who he is as an individual not because of who the, their parents are yeah. right um it's just it's insane anyways so uh, that has been our dish for today. I think uh, we had a very, very healthy discussion. Also, um, you know. I think uh, we need to Elmo, Florida. Yeah, we do. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Elmo, oh, Florida. Day long. I will tell you, I've had um, the desire to go visit family members in Florida. Um, but, you know, when I think about what they're doing, um, it, it just makes me want to, like, not go there and, you know, give them my money and support their economy because you're hurting the very fiber of who I believe I am as a human. Mm. You know, you unfortunately have no choice. I mean, you have family there. Well, Equality Florida mm. issued a historic travel alert to LGBTQ plus people warning them that stepping into the state may be unsafe. Right. So there you go. All right. Well, ladies and gents, we're going to move on uh, where we're going to move out of today's episode. So um, thank you for bearing with us um, and having this important conversation. But I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to our two amazing co-hosts that sit on either side of me so that we can um, go into Mama Kin's Minute and, of course, on this day in gay history. So, Trish, my dear, your love as always. All right, everybody, here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, GOP lawmaker who advocated that 12-year-olds getting married blames backlash on Democrats. Read that again? Okay, I'm a little... So, a GOP lawmaker who advocated for 12-year-olds to get married blames the backlash for that bill on Democrats. Okay, so got it, got it. So she was advocating for a 12-year-old they to get were, married, who, or they yeah, were, yeah. whoever they were. All right, number two, Billy Porter to star as black queer icon James Baldwin. Yes, nice. Billy! Number three, SNL's first non-binary cast member stands up for trans rights on Weekend Update. Nice. She better. You better work, girl. Really? Work it. All right, Jaybird, your turn. Hey, on this day in gay history... April 19th, 2012. Recent. Mm. Where Israel? Approval of ordination of LGBTQ rabbis by Israel's conservative movement. Uh, the Israeli conservative movement now joins the reform movement in, a, in agreeing to admit LGBTQ students to a rab, uh, rabbinic? Rabbinic? R- rabbinic. I know I'm screwing it up. Uh, maybe train, I screwed it up. Yeah, rabbinic, yeah, rabbinic, probably rabbinic. training program. This decision has been debated for many years. So, hooray and congrats on that. <laughs> for reals, I mean that was. <laughs> Sorry, that was a tough one. That was. Yeah, I was. screwed it up. Good every job. Which way. I, I love when you do that, though. <laughs> it was the only one I had this week. So. Oh, it's always good. fun to watch him struggle through it. Though. Yeah, you know, because he always goes for it. I, I always, yeah, I always. He, he always goes balls he's, deep. Yeah, no, he he's like in. He's like. 
All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I got this. Um, Jaybird, do you want to continue? Yeah, sure, go for why it. Why not? Okay, and uh, on to our announcements. <laughs> if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, blah, by subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our lovely listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Yas Queen! Trisha Yearwood, you're up! All right, everybody, get the future method today. All products are doctor developed, and now you can clean out your bum without hurting it. Take confidence anywhere you go with the anal powder packs, and now increase your stretch goals with the three piece anal glass dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life changing bum cleanser accessory today. Yas Queen. All right, Jaybird. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as, as a free download on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher Radio. Nick? Yeah, Nick announces. You can find <laughs> us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, Give try. it a try. All right. Well, ladies and gents, uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab, which is located right at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your questions via voice message we can answer those for you live on the show the phone number is 334 gay talk and if you need all those digits it is 334-429-8255 don't forget that we do stream live every wednesday at 6 p.m eastern standard time and you can access that live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream i want to thank you all for joining us on tonight's episode thank you and y'all have a good night bye Bye, thank you for listening to this episode of gay talk 2.0 Tune in next time for more dish.